and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Boom shakalaka! <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> Uh, this is, yeah, that, the, yeah, that's, that was a good boom shakalaka. I, I, I do it more like, I'm not going to do it now. I was going to do it. Do it. Boom shakalaka. That's wrong. That's incorrect. He's on fire. He's on fire. Boom shakalaka. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of quotes from this. We're, uh, we're, I mean, We'll catch up a little bit, but uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the greatest, uh, one of the greatest sports games of the 90s, uh, NBA Jam. Um, so, NBA Jam, Jam, Jam. Mm, I, that's, I do remember that now. Um, but uh, we haven't, we've, we've, been, we've been away for a little bit, but we're back. Um, how's it going, dude? I am so happy to be doing my podcast today with you because like most people, I am struggling to fill the days with new things. My favorite things to do are all getting redundant, and I'm not liking them as much, which is awful. You know, I'm losing interest in my favorite things. So I'm glad to be doing something different with you today. Um, appreciate you uh, setting this up, impromptu style, and uh, glad to be here. How have you been? You know, I've been great. I, yeah, I, yep. I've been great. I've been. Did you cut out there? No, I did not. Did you? I couldn't hear you for a sec. Okay. Um, I, when I, right when I finished my question, there was like a long, awkward pause. I was actually awkwardly pausing, so I um I think I was. <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Then. But um yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, a little bit different than you. You're in the Bay Area, which is a lot different than here in Washington, where we're kind of. But pretending that we're not that coronavirus isn't happening, but the coronavirus is happening, and so we're still like on this weird like we can go to restaurants, we can do all this stuff, but we kind of have to social distance and do it. But people are still getting we're still getting a lot of you know positive test results, and we don't really know what's going on. Like so, it's kind of kind of weird. Like I'm kind of back working in my office, but I'm also working at home. Um, it's it's been it's kind of it's just a really strange time of. Uh, my life. I've been, um, you know, just been doing a lot of running and I've been, you know, I actually started playing some video games again, which has been fun. And, um, and others and doing other like little extracurricular stuff. So it's been, uh, it's been, it's, yeah, like I think it's just, everything's kind of weird <laughs> the, to, for better words. Well, speaking of video games, uh, as you guys heard, today's show is about one of the most hyped and most well-delivered video games that I can remember from the early to mid-90s. Uh, NBA Jam was a staple in most kids' library, video game library, when I was growing up. Um, but, uh, Brennan, you wanted to introduce NBA Jam a little bit. Yeah, um, so NBA Jam was um, released in March 4th of 1994 for the consoles, Um and I believe it came out on um, arcades before that, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was an arcade game. It was in a lot of uh, what you know in any arcade that you'd walk into. I think I believe it was a four yeah it was a four player arcade game, and you could pick between 
um, 30 different, I believe 30. How many, how many NBA, NBA teams are there? 30, 32, um, 31. I think, I think, I think there's less actually. I 28. Think, and, and by when this team, when this was made, I think there was like 27 or 28. Okay. Like that. So, yeah. And so it was a, a two on two basketball arcade game. Kind of, uh, you would play to, you would play four quarters. Each quarter was two minutes long. Um, or maybe it was three minutes. And, it was really fast paced. You could do crazy dunks. You could make half court shots, full court shots. You could dunk from the half court line or you know three point line. Um, and it was just really fast paced. And it just featured all of like you know some of the best players in the NBA. Um, I would say this time in the NBA was probably you know one of the nineteen in the early nineties was when NBA was really really hitting its stride, really becoming the global th- phenomenon that it is now, especially with the rise of Michael Jordan, which is ironic since Michael Jordan's not in the game. But, uh, you know, I definitely think, you know, the company that made this, um, which I don't have here in front of me, but uh, they, you know, were definitely piggybacking on the popularity of NBA. And uh, and then it was released on NBA. I think it's called Iguana. Iguana, yeah, Iguana. Um, and so that, that production studio, yeah, created the game and then a year later midway took it over and released nba tournament addiction edition um this is kind of the situation where it came out in march of 4th in 1994 and then the next year like a, a a new edition came out tournament edition was released on february 23rd 1995 um and so you probably if you were a young man or young video game player uh, you were probably you've probably came across this either in arcade on a sega genesis or in a super nintendo um, and we both, I think we both have very, very, very close ties to this game. Um, but do you want to give anything else about, you know, the synopsis? I, I actually think I probably maybe finally gave a pretty nope. good synopsis of a, of a game <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, this is typically where I, where I make fun of Brennan's awful word salad synopses, but that one was actually pretty good. I did want to add something a little bit about the hype to NBA jam. And that was the commercial mm. that, that came out right before NBA Jam was released. And it was like, it was like film noir kind of, it was like black and white. And there's like a couple of kids on like a, like a, like a inner city basketball court with like chain link fence, you know, and it looks kind of like, you know, kind of a rough part of town. And there's like a, all you can hear is just like a ball bounces like, and then it does like a, and then it's got like these two kids standing all emo and dramatic, and it does like a close up on one of them, and he looks at the camera and he goes, "Jam," <laughs> and then it cuts to all these, it cuts to all these crazy highlights of like Nintendo characters like dunking on each other and on fire and blocking shots, and it, and it cuts back to the kid and he's like, "Jam." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like he's like seductively whispering jam at you while like there's all these crazy highlights from the video game it was awesome it was a film noir i suggest you look at it. it was such a fun it made it made it seem so cool like the commercial made you think this was like the coolest you know nba game ever to come out and mm. for the time it very well may have been yeah oh yeah. Um, i'm watching it right now so, they're like and they're featuring different nba players and then like Oh yeah, all these kids just look so cool. They're like looking at the camera, like they're gonna like beat you up. I know. And uh, yeah. I know they looked so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just a really good commercial. Yeah. And it got all the kids I, it got all the kids I knew like incredibly hyped about it. Um, and I'll just go ahead and start here. I so I, I was one of these kids 
that worked like in the summers for like anyone I could. I would work for my parents. I'd work for the neighbors. And I was also one of these kids that like always saved his money. I never wanted to go buy it on stupid shit. I was always like hoarding money from as long as I can remember, mostly because my sister was always like stealing my money from like three or four years old to go buy cigarettes. So I remember like always like hiding it, you know, and and being good (laughs) at like keeping money to myself. So anyway, I had some money saved up, maybe like a hundred bucks when this game came out. And when you're like 10 years old, a hundred bucks is kind of a big deal in in 1994, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and anyway, I I knew when I saw this commercial what I was spending my my money on. I was going to buy NBA Jam tournament, or excuse me, the original NBA Jam. And I... I actually bought NBA Jam the day it came out at like the video game store in the mall of Federal Way, Washington. I remember like right after school, my dad drove me over there. He like took me to the bank, let me get the money out of my bank account. We want and we went over there and he was like, you know, he's like teaching me how to spend my money, you know. And he they my parents were like glad that I was saving money and they thought it was okay to spend it now cuz I'd saved it for a while. Anyway, I remember driving home and we parked the car in my in my front cul-de-sac, there was like a basketball hoop in front of my house that me and some of my friends would play at. And one of my best friends, Mark, was there. And he was like playing basketball. And we had our hoop. And I we parked the car and I get out. And um, I was like, Mark, you'll never believe it. I just bought NBA Jam. <laughs> and Mark, totally deadpan, turns to my dad and he goes, is he serious? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like Mark, Mark couldn't believe it. And my dad was like, yeah, and you should have seen Mark's eyes light up. And he was like, no way. And we like ran upstairs to my Super Nintendo and we played it all night. And uh, that's that, awesome. So that's my, that was my impression of the game and how I bought it and how I got into it. And why don't you tell me yours? Well, um, this came, this, well, I'm getting mixed dates of when this game came out but from this this is saying that 90 um the, i'm not sure but anyways the uh i i my, my neighbor had it my neighbor my neighbor had a super nintendo i did not have a super nintendo yet um i had and but my neighbor had nba jam and he was older than me probably like three years older than me so he's like an older you know like a cool older guy um and uh he had the super nintendo and i went over there and played it with him um and it was this it was an addictive type of game and it was one of those games that you didn't need to like you didn't need to have much skill of video games to play it was just like going back and forth and because of the the ai and the mechanics you didn't really have to like be that good at it um and yeah that's true i mean there's definitely a, i mean there's definitely a, a a bit of uh a bit yeah, there, and you, there was definitely ways to be really good at the game. But yeah, my memory of it was playing with my friend. It was definitely a Super Nintendo game when I finally got one that I, you know, probably bought the game used on, like at you know GameStop or Babbage's or whatever the wherever it was, and uh, and played played the hell out of it. And it was also one of those games I used to go to the arcades a lot. Um, I mean, it was nineteen ninety four, and so I got the dates wrong. NBA Jam came out in nineteen ninety. NBA Jam came out in nineteen ninety three, and then Terminal Edition came out in ninety four. And that make that sounds right. Yeah. Um. And, but you would go to there was like a arcade near our my house called Wonderland, and it was just filled with tons and tons of arcade games: X Men, NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, you name it. And I remember always wanting to play 
NBA Jam because it was one of those games that you didn't you only it only needed four quarters to play and and you could you know play a full game and it would take you know you take up if you had you know four dollars and quarters it would you could play a good thirty minutes on 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 the machine and so I remember going to the arcade at like either there or going to Chuck E Cheese with my like brothers and you know playing a lot of NBA Jam and um. But there was a big difference between NBA Jam on the arcades and a big di- and on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Like the 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 cap, I mean the graphics were different and the presentation was a lot different. But um, I definitely have a tons of memories of just playing with my friends and getting just just getting so upset when I was playing too. Because like there was times you could just really cheese, you could really cheese like pushing people down and like and. Yeah. It was just, and you would just get so upset. And there was this mechanic in the game called, it's called rubber band AI. And rubber band AI is basically the game doesn't allow you to get that big of a lead. Um, and if you do, it will start making the computer players a lot better. And then they can start making everything. Um, and so that was always, you know, kind of frustrating. So you always had to kind of get a really good lead if you wanted to keep it. It was always a close game, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Most sports game, my, and you know what? The rubber band AI thing I think was really smart because I think, and I can speak for myself, like every sports game I ever owned, I got so stinking good at that it was like a joke to play. Mm-hmm. Like like every, I, like every football game I've ever owned in my life, like after playing two or three games, I can beat the computer like 70 to nothing. Like in like a like a three minute quarter game. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it gets ridiculous how good you can get at these games. NBA jam was never like that. Like you, after you beat like the first few shitty teams, like every game was more or less competitive, assuming you weren't playing on easy or something. Mm. And that was, I thought that kept it interesting. It kept it replayable a lot more than some sports games. Yeah, that that's true. Like, well, and the games are quick. They, you know, they, they took, yeah, eight minutes. You could play a complete game in eight minutes. Um, and, and you know that that's fucking underrated, by the way. Can we yeah. talk about that? Like, I I, I bought Madden twenty twenty during quarantine. I'm not proud of that. It's my <laughs> first Madden. It's my first Madden game I've owned since two thousand two. So don't crucify me, Madden haters out there. I'm I'm generally one of you. I just I just had nothing to do and it was on sale. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like a Madden twenty twenty game, even with like four minute quarters, is like. 50 about 50 minutes to an hour endeavor yeah and with like four minute quarters you it's really hard to fulfill all the little stat boosts they want you to do like get 100 yards with your running back mm-hmm. 100 yards like it's really hard to do that and you're still spending like 45 minutes to 50 minutes so like playing through a season is like you know several months assuming you're a normal person with a normal life but nba jam had these quick fun games and you could change the the teams and the characteristics and the difficulty in between every one. It just kept it fresh and it kept it moving and it kept you and your friends experimenting, trying new things. And I, I just, I really wish more, more of modern media embraced quickness. Mm. Um, well, another good example of this is like, you remember how like Rugrats and Doug and Ren and Stimpy, they would always have like two 12 minute episodes mm-hmm. instead of like one. Tw- I think that's a really good idea, uh, especially for comedies. Mm-hmm. And I, I really wish more shows would look into that comedies and especially animated. And I also wish that more hour long 
pro programs would consider dropping to a half hour. Cause I just think like if star Wars, the Mandalorian can keep us interested for a half hour and, and do as much as they did like these, these shitty shows on AMC and, and things can, you don't need an hour long every time to get your point across. I guess it's just my, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent <laughs> here about, about length duration and, and people seem to always want more and more and more. And I think you're missing a lot of what makes brief stints of whatever you're doing, brief stints of activities, there, there's something really great about that that is get that's getting overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. I um, it's uh, yeah. There there's just something about those types of games where you can just pick up and play, and you can play for you know twenty minutes, and it just goes, and it's really it's really quick. And I think you know it's funny. Cell phone games have done that. Um, I mean, you can do that for cell phone games, and um. And NBA Jam actually has a cell phone game, but like we can talk about it later. But yeah, it's true. Like it was just something you could just play with your friends, or you could just sit around for you could sit around for a couple hours with you know four of your buddies and play. You can have like a little tournament or you know like next man up type of thing. And so that was the probably you could you could do that, or if you know if you're at the arcade, you could play with four people, which is always kind of always interesting. <laughs> so- so um, how were you pl- how were you playing four players on Sega or Super Nintendo? You, I know there was an adapter, but I don't know anybody that had. I don't think. I mean, I never did that on Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. Like, if at home, like you would just play with like four guys, and you would just all four like rotate, like like oh, I like kind of King's Court type of thing. Um, well, you you know my Xbox mod. Um, oh yeah, my Xbox my modded Xbox has four player like uh, a like built-in adapters for any game and so a couple of times in college i remember because you remember i always had roommates in my house mm-hmm. a couple of times in college we would have guys over and we would have like nba jam tournament edition four player contests and it was a fucking blast we'd be, drink order pizza we'd try and ma- mix and match with the four guys so we would have the most evenly matched teams you know it was, mm-hmm. just, it was such a it was such a good time i mean here we were like four like 23 to 25 year old guys playing a game that came out like 12, 13 years earlier and having the fucking time of our lives. That really speaks to how good of a game it is. Yeah, it, it really it, it really was a good game. And it, gosh, we can talk about this. I mean, this is part of our later thing. Like, does it hold up and stuff like that? We It does hold up. And I definitely think this is the type of game that if it was remade, like, and it has been remade, but if, it, if they did it again, they should just do it in the same graphics and just like keep on updating the teams. Like, it's just like, it's one of those games that you could just keep it, the same and it, you wouldn't really need to do much to it like you could just keep on playing this game um, keep it 2d you mean yeah do they have two 2d updates well they have okay so like in 2011 there was like nba jam extreme um i believe and it came out on or yeah on nba jam on fire edition you can get it on your phone i had it on my phone for a little bit um it's better graphics it's just it's updated players and it's NBA jam. It feels like NBA jam. You I mean, I, it was fun to play. Um, yeah, it's, it was good. I mean, it's just, but I don't think they updated anymore. I'm not sure. Um, I have this, me- I have this memory of being like 19 or 20. Remember when I was a carpet cleaner for like a summer Yeah. and that remember my old boss, Matt, and we'd go to his house sometimes play poker. Mm-hmm. I have this memory of playing against his kids and I'm positive Casey Fitzgerald was with me and it was either you or Nate. And we played like three on three, an old NBA jam version. Mm. And I, we were, we were the Lakers. And I remember I was Shaq and I was Duncan, but it was all 3d. And it was like every other NBA game I've ever played. And I was like, what'd they do to this? Yeah, there is, there was a bunch of games that came out like in the, 
the, the, try to, to take the success of like NBA Jam, like NBA Street um, was one of them. NBA, there's like some, there's NBA Hang Time. Um, there's a bunch of other clones that came out. Like the closest one that I could think of that ever came out that was like, that was close was NBA Street. Um, but it was still not, it, it wasn't the same. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of clones out there. Um, well, it, let's get let's get let's get back to the memories. Yeah, then. for sure. So, so who are the top teams? Like, I think everybody played the same three or four teams. We'll say so. Let, let's let's keep it simple. Yeah. Give me your top. Give me your top three teams that you played with. Um, my top three teams I played with are probably the same. I would imagine the same three teams you probably played with were my was Utah Jazz. Um, oh God, I. <laughs> wrong okay i hate the utah jazz they're like my all-time least favorite sports franchise ever you remember the thing in basketball you gotta you have to remember where i'm from they're like the new orleans jazz moved to utah where they don't allow music (laughs) (laughs) i do remember that quote um no i i always hated carl malone and john stockton and his little shorts so for me i'm i'm talking this is i'm talking about i'm talking about tournament edition for one so when so when we're talking let, about let, yeah, let's, let's talk let's about not, what's that? Let's not separate. Let's not separate the two. The two are so close. The, like, the two I are don't... so close, but the, I will say the one difference in from NBA Jam to NBA Jam Turn Edition was that NBA Jam Turn Edition inter, inter, introduced a third player that you could switch. In NBA Jam, you only had two. So that's, like that's the material difference in the two. I don't find anything else to be material though. Okay, I mean. Th- that's fine. I mean, I will. The, go ahead. The, the, I'm, I'm just saying for, like, for our listeners, so like, for our listeners that don't know the difference, so that's for, really the only material difference. So for me, the teams I would normally play as was Carl, Carl Malone and John Stockton. Um, Boo. Well, say what you want. They Carl Malone had like the one of the best dunking stats, and John Stockton had the best handling and like handling and stealing and like three point stats. And I don't care. But then the second team I'd probably play as the most was Seattle was the Sonics. Um, oh yeah, and then Bobby. and then I I kind of feel I kind of switched between the Pacers. Um, I probably play as the Pacers a lot. Pacers had Reggie Miller, like yeah. Reggie Miller, Who's like the other guy though. Um, it was it was Rick Smith or Derek oh, McKay. Smitty. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the the flying Dutchman. It, if you guys don't know who Rick Schmitz is, Google him. He is one weird looking dude. Yeah, he's, he's one weird. He's like a he's like a white guy with a mullet, and, yeah, and and he's got a really weird face with like no wrinkles and no freckles. He just he sort of looks. I always thought he had like like a ghosty face or like a like an oddly albino face. Uh, and but I would play as them a lot because Reggie Miller could just he could he could just you could he could make every three, uh, and so and I yeah that's funny Rick Smiths I I have a, a short little memory about him I used to always I used to watch basketball with my dad all the time and he was a humongous we were just big Michael Jordan fans and I remember when we were watching the All Star game and Rick Smiths made the All Star game and. And it just, he just looks so, it just looks, he was just such a funny guy on the court. That's all. Like, it was just like a funny guy. I think he made the all-star team once. Um, anyways, but he's, yeah. He's big, uh, big <laughs> seven footer dude for those that don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like on tournament edition, cause the NBA jam 
regular team for the Sonics was you you wasn't Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, was it? No, it was Kemp and Shrimp. It was Detlef Kemp. Shrimp. Yes, it was Kemp and Shrimp. But in tournament edition, it was a lot better because it was it had Gary Payton. Payton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so definitely I played with the Sonics, obviously. We're from, I mean, I was living in Seattle. Air, I was living in the Federal Way, which is a suburb of Seattle, when mm-hmm. I bought this game, when I was like, and I grew up there. So I was a big Sonics fan. And the Sonics were awesome in this period of the 90s, by the way. In 1993, they had, like, the second best record ever, except they blew it in the first round. The first team ever won seed to lose to an eight. So the <laughs> damn, to fucking Dikembe Matumbo and them. But at the in the oh. in the early 90s, Kemp and Peyton and the Sonics... Were, were it was like Michael Jordan was the show, and then there was like three teams kind of at that next tier that were always kind of fighting to be like uh, the first bridesmaid, mm-hmm. and it was like the Sonics, you know, the <clears throat> the Jazz and the Suns, at least in the West. Yes. Okay, so anyway, I always played with the Sonics. Obviously, I loved playing with um, the Knicks. Actually, mm, Pat- I liked. I yeah, Patrick. I liked Ewan, playing yeah. Patrick Ewan and John Starks because mm-hmm. you had the big and little thing. And then um, I also like playing with the Bulls yeah. and the Hornets. Um, I would say that, real quick tangent, the Knicks in tournament edition, one summer my old roommate and I decided that we had to beat NBA Jam Tournament Edition on very hard. And if you ever played NBA Jam Tournament Edition on very hard, you'll quickly realize how fucking trolly this shit is. <laughs> the, 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 the AI just come and hack the hell out of you every single, like every chance they can. And when you hack them, they don't fumble the ball. Like they, they knock back and then just stand up and keep going. They, just, mm-hmm. they can just keep double dribbling. So the only way to get them to lose the ball from hacking them is to create like a series of time. Like you have to hack them like four straight times in a row and not give them the ability to move anywhere. And you had to time it just right. So essentially my roommate and I perfected how to foul people (laughs) 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 perfectly on term. And the only team that you could play through it with that we found out was the New York Knicks because they had Ewing and Oakley. And they were the only guys with like, I forget what stat line it was. It was like toughness or stamina or something. Mm -hmm. They were the only guys that could withstand all the goddamn fouling that the the AI would do to you and still be able to make shots. Like every other team we played with, it was like worthless. Mm. So anyway, we did do it. We beat it on very hard. We wasted, you know, however many weeks doing it. (laughs) But it was pretty good memory now. That's funny. Looking at the NBA Jam rosters, I, I will say I probably played... I, there was a couple teams that I did play with more, uh, and that was I did like playing with the Lakers with um, James Worthy and Vladi Divac. Um, I just th- yeah, I hate uh, Divac too <laughs> for the same for the same reason as Schmidt. He was just this big, weird, goofy-looking white guy. <laughs> and then, but then, uh, and then I then I realized San Antonio San Antonio Spurs in Tournament Edition. You could play as um, David Robinson and Dennis Rodman. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I think the Sonics were humongous for me. And the, to definitely go back on to say by the Jazz, I'm from Spokane, Washington, where John Stockton is, you know, you know, yeah. the pride I didn't and joy. Know anything about, yeah, obviously, I, didn't know I mean, I, yeah, obviously, yeah. but like, yeah. Um, was there any teams that you just would not play? <laughs> Do you even? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I would never play with the Jazz. I bet you, I never played with the Jazz one time. 
like seriously um, I, I i hate the jazz i won't play with them um there, there were some shit teams you know the teams that you would always play first in season mode yeah like, like cleveland and minnesota like minnesota is really bad in that game yeah and there's a couple there's a couple other honestly the little short white guys sucked in that game like if, if you had two of those guys you sucked yeah you needed you needed more size and i liked the regular sized white guys were fine but the little tiny like three-point white guys you could only have one of those if you had a team of two you're screwed yeah I'm looking at I'm looking at all the rosters here of like teams that I do not know like any of the players on, and the one that comes up, um, that I that I don't know anybody is uh, who is it? I just had it. Um, but yeah, it was just like a there was a couple the teams. Clippers. The Clippers. That's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. the Clippers. Who the hell are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pooh Rich, Poo Richardson. I'm sure like you know NBA people are be like you don't know who Pooh Richardson is. Um, but I yeah, know. I don't. Yeah, there's. But then there's some that I was like, oh, this guy's on here. Um, but uh, like Christian Leitner was on the Timberwolves. Um, I, I I remember there was one of the Hornets. I think it was um, Larry. It was either I can't remember which one it was, but they had like almost perfect stats. Yeah, like, you know was, they had like a. F- you're right because Charlotte Hornets had Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Mourning, and you could switch out those players between rounds and like have good have a really good have a really good lineup. Um, yeah, that they were a good team. The Hornets were good, um, but yeah, and the Hornets were the Hornets were oddly cool in the '90s, and I can't really explain why. They had Muggsy, but they had Muggsy Bogues. Well, that's true, but I, I more meant the brand. There was something about their colors mm. and their logo yeah. that it just seemed like a lot of kids liked the Hornets in the '90s. Um, I have a fun story about about the Hornets in the '90s. I um, I moved to Chicago in 1994, and um, we lived there for a year and so my dad had like, he worked for a, a, a chemical plant and, uh, he had take they had tickets to the bulls and he took me to go see the bulls playoff game. And it was a year that Jordan came back and wore, wore 45. And I went to the playoff game and I saw I saw the, the bulls play, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. And so I got to see Muggsy Bogues. I got to see, um, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Morning, but I got to see, you know, obviously the Bulls play. I got to see Michael Jordan and Scottie Pimpin and all the, you know, the entire, that entire 94 team, which was. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, I can't, like, it's pretty cool to see, say that I saw Michael Jordan well, play basketball live. Yeah, we were like, we were probably like 20 rows up. Um, but oh, yeah. Wow, that's great. I wish I could, you know, you know I wish you know, I could remember it better. Yeah, go ahead. Honest con- confession here. I know that I've been to at least one, maybe two Sonics games, mm. but we were like standing room. We were like in the very, I'm positive. We went to one game against uh, Iverson and uh, the, the Sixers. I remember like Iverson shot like nine for 33 <laughs> and he still got 30 points. Cause he was just, he got all these late stupid free throws. Mm. And I remember thinking that I remember thinking when I left that, that Iverson was like the most overrated player. I mean, I was <laughs> wrong. Iverson was very good, but he had a bad day. Anyway, I don't. I've never had a good bas- live basketball viewing experience, which is weird because anyone that knows me knows I go to sports events all the time. I've been to like fifty NFL games, like probably like twenty MLB games, and I've never had good seats and gone to an NBA game. And now, part of it is because the fucking Sonics got stolen from Seattle, yeah. and I do say stolen. And if anybody wants to argue that point, <laughs> you, can, you can tweet me at Adam Pitzler. 
because you're wrong, they got stolen and you don't know what you're talking about. Um, that city always supported them. It was some bullshit that happened to the Sonics. So when that happened, it made me hate the NBA. And that happened like 12 years ago. So, yeah, um, I, I've only seen Sonics play live when they came to Spokane and that did their exhibition games here. And they, Oh, would... I did. You know, I went to that too. I went to an, I went to like a preseason game um, or whatever they call it. And I don't know who, I don't remember who they were playing. I feel like it might've been, I could have, I mean, I feel like it could have been like the Lakers. It was always like a, two West coast teams. It could have been, Honestly, Port, I, could have been the Blazers. Um, in, in 2005, I went to like Sonics versus Blazers at the Spokane arena. And my girlfriend like broke up with me after the game. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, I like took her to the game. I guess she didn't like it. Um, but you, yeah, you've gone, have you gone in, gone to any golden state games? I have, but we've had luxury, like I've been fortunate enough at my company, I get like sweet luxury box offers for a lot of the local sports teams. Mm. So my first few years in the Bay area, the golden state warriors sucked. Mm. And these vendors were giving these luxury box tickets out like candy. Mm. So Jill and I went to like three, I think, but they were all luxury box. And honestly, the team sucked. This was like before they were good at all. Nobody was paying attention to the game. We were there just like networking and enjoying the luxury box you know it was it was better to watch it on the the little monitors in the luxury box than <laughs> right. it was because this was the shitty oracle arena in oakland this isn't like the new golden state arena obviously right yeah so, anyway so in, in short i really have never had like what you've had like where you went you sat 20 rows up and you got to see like the best in the world play like that is so cool yeah i mean i i wish i could say i remember it better <laughs> but yeah it was definitely yeah, definitely cool to see MJ play. Um, definitely, it was kind of like in the moment type of thing. Like my dad was like, my dad's always been like an in the moment sports guy. Like you get to go see Michael Jordan play. Like that's, and I'm happy that I got the chance to do that. Unfortunately, I, I, unfortunately, I moved there, moved to Chicago during uh, the baseball strike and <laughs> never got to see the Cubs play or the go to Fen, I mean not Fenway, but uh, go to um, Wrigley Field. So so uh you w w let's go through the some of the special characters so there was like uh i used to get these they weren't called in i remember other kids got nintendo power magazine but yeah. i had something else i think it was i think mine was called game informer yeah it was like the knockoff but yeah. um when i got i i'd get it every month yep and um i remember the nba jam preview it gave you one cheat code in that magazine and it was how to get bill clinton <laughs> yes <laughs> and it was and the code was arc for arkansas which is like where he was from mm -hmm. and it was like you but what was tricky about it is you didn't just hit ark you had to hit ar and then you had to hold a couple of other buttons and then hit k mm. so it, it was a little trickier than people than people than it probably needed to be um, <laughs> so the special characters were few and few and far between generally but there was others that came out. I remember like, do you remember P-Funk, George Clinton? He was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, did you, I remember Larry, I think Larry Bird was in it. Who do you remember? Uh, well, you said Larry Bird. Um, I remember playing as the BC Boys. I um, I don't, I have a very, it was like a, they were like an unlockable team. You could play as Mike D, Ad-Rock or MCA. And, um, and, cool. and I, I, you know, BC Boys were, I thought they were really cool when I was a, a kid. Um, there was, I I don't remember, don't know if I ever played like this, but there is an air dog cheat, and I don't know if no, that was yeah, air dog the kid, yeah, I did it. Was there? I did it. Was it a dog? It was a dog. No, it's a kid. No, oh, it's a it's kid. A, kid. Okay. It's a little kid named Air Dog. Gotcha. 
Um, yeah, it's just, it just show, it's just like a tiny white guy. <laughs> it said that, it says that Hillary Clinton and Al Gore like they were a full team. Like it was Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Al Gore. You could play as. Um, no, the way I remember it, and I didn't have tournament edition growing up. I got it later on my okay. mod in college. But growing up, I had the original for Super Nintendo. And when you would use the code, Bill Clinton could take over one of the two characters for whatever team you pick. So if you pick like Seattle, you could have Sean Kemp and Bill Clinton, or you could have Bill Clinton and mm-hmm. Dennis Schrempf. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you could also uh, apparently, yeah, that's, I'm trying to, there's no, there's like, you could play as some of the, uh, some of some of the mascots, um, Benny the Bull, um, the, the Charlotte Hornet mascot, Hugo, apparently. And like, kind the, of a, the, kind of a fun little Easter egg at a time when a lot of video games weren't doing stuff like this. Yeah. There is, uh, Frank Thomas was in it. Um, I remember that was the thing. I thought there was a stupid rumor that, Griffey was in it, but I don't know. Um, I don't remember that. <laughs> but yeah, there is, there are some unlockables. And I, I did they have? Did they have? Were they all just maxed out? Were they all just really good, or were the no, no, did no? They had their no. own stats, right? Yeah, I would say that they were more or less like every. In fact, I'm pretty sure Bill Clinton was just a skin in the edition I played. Like he just was the skin, and he would inherit the stats of the player that. You oh, made. okay. I'm, is that what it was? That makes more I'm not, sense. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I'm about eighty-five. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember like the whole, the whole secrets behind it. I don't remember like if if you typed in the B, like if the BC Boys was a code and then they became a team, or if that was like a skin of a team. Yeah, I don't remember the the exact. I'm I just pretty remember, sure it was just a skin, um, especially considering it was like 1993 Super Nintendo. I, right. You know. Um, but yeah, the, the secret players were cool. Uh, I remember there was a floor, there was this code that you could, that you could put in and it, it was a nut. It was like, a it was a basic code that you could just do like, cause in the tournament edition, you could, was before you started a game, there was like a little, like three little boxes that you could change and you could get like big heads or you could get, you know, oh, yeah. you could get all these different types of like, um, you could get on fire quicker, different types of codes. And, um, but there was this one that my neighbor always put in and I hated it. And it was a really easy one to put in. It was the slippery floor code. And you would just like, you would just be dribbling down the court and you would just like, you could just lose the ball or, and then you could also get pushed. You could also get pushed over really quickly. And it like led to me like just being like, he would just do it and he would, and I was, he was, I was younger than him. And I also had like a really bad temper and I hated losing. <laughs> I, I hated losing. And you uh, rage quit. I rage quit. I like probably threw down the controller and I was really pissed off. He was a, he, he was a humongous Dallas Cowboys fan. And, oh, uh, no. and I took one of his Dallas Cowboy hats and I f- folded the bill and like this. <laughs> and I just, oops, and I, I like, uh, yeah, I made it a I made it a triangle bill, and I was just so. Oh. My parents made me buy him, or my my, Good. my parents made me buy him a new hat. <laughs> Good for your parents. You shouldn't destroy other people's property, even if it is Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a, I mean, like I was like probably like eight years old, so whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, other other thing that really sucked in that game was where the hell was Shaq? Yeah, I remember my like, I remember my like dorky neighbor friend telling me that they couldn't put Shaq in the game because his stats were just out of the chart. So I'm thinking that's so stupid. Yeah. They could just made him another big black guy. Like that, there was there. I'm pretty sure Elijah Wong was in the game. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it, where was Shaq? What's the deal? When did Shaq come in? He didn't come into. Oh, he came in the league in ninety in ninety two. So yeah, um, I yeah, I don't know where Shaq was at. That's a good question. So M- Michael Jordan wasn't in the game because. He 
made a deal with like the the CBA that he didn't want them to use a likeness in in the game, and so he paid for his own likeness not to be in the game, basically. Um, huh. So, and I think I'm guessing Shaq did the same thing, um, basically, so they couldn't make money off off their likeness. Um, oh, I see. And so, and I, I imagine Michael Jordan and Shaq probably had deals with other video game companies. Like, I mean, Shaq was coming out with Shaq, Shaq Fu. Fu, yeah, and like, and I believe Michael Jordan had his own video game as well. Um, Shaq that, Fu is such a pile of shit. For anyone <laughs> listening, don't ever play it. It's it's awful. It's um, awful. Yeah, but they they yeah they both signed stuff so they couldn't be in the game. Um, little funny story is that there is there are cabinets made that 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 do actually have Michael Jordan in it, and cool. and Michael Jordan was one of the people who got it got a cabinet, and so was Gary Payton. <laughs> and do you remember? Do you remember the other shitty part of this game about like at the end of the game? Yes. You want to talk about that? Because I know this <laughs> fucked me over time and time and time. <laughs> so there's this stupid, there's this really stupid thing about NBA Jam where at the end of the game, if the, if the, if the computer, if the computer throws up a full court shot under three, three seconds, they have a hundred percent chance of making it. So like, no matter what, it was it, so stupid. Um, and that, that might have been before halftime and before the end of the game too. Because like, yeah, I that, feel like it was. I yeah. feel like it was. Because you could just throw up a half court. I, shot. Honest, honestly, honestly, I feel like that may have been at every quarter end. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I, <laughs> Maybe I it was before every just quarter. Hucking, hu- mm-hmm. Just hucking these like sidearm swishes every every fucking time, like every time. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Uh, and but I read a thing about it, and I was just like, "Oh, that makes sense." So, like, if the computer threw up a hat, full court shot, they would it would go in, it would go in a hundred percent of the time. But if the if they were to progress it up the court halfway, and then take a shot under three seconds, the shot had a fifty fifty percent chance of making it. So, like, basically, they're trying to get people to make sure they play defense. I don't know. Um, I just remember like you had to be up by four if you're going to win. Yeah. Like, otherwise, you're going to lose. Yep. Um, so, anything else about uh, the couple other things I we were not really we didn't talk about is like I remember the the thing I remember most about the game was this getting on fire and how much yeah. fun that was to get. So every if you made three shots in a row without the other team scoring, your player would get on fire. So like yeah. yeah. Yeah, so go ahead and you you can probably tell us a lot better than I can. Well, just that um, it was very specific. So you have two players on the court and only one of them can make three baskets in a row and the other team can't make any. So your teammate can't make any either. You make three baskets in a row and you're on fire. When you're on fire, your your turbo is like infinite. So you can fly around the court. Everyone else has like a, a finite turbo button that you have to kind of press whenever you want to dunk or when you're going to make a foul or something you have to use it sparingly when you're on fire you don't have to worry about it also you can drill three pointers pretty much inside half court i would guess 95 percent. i don't know what the i I haven't looked it up but you were making everything so if you could get a guy on fire and you could rain a few threes that it was almost essential to build the cushion you needed against the rubber band ai Mm -hmm. like it and it was so fun because if you got on fire, you could do just these crazy dunks and the ball was like literally smoking and it looks so cool. And in the fourth quarter, 
in the fourth quarter of games in the original NBA Jam, you do you remember you could break the backboard? Yeah. You could break the glass. Mm-hmm. It was it was my favorite thing to do in the game. And and you could I believe you could only do it once. So like if you were playing like against your friend, I believe only one of you could do it. But I'm not again, I'm not armed on that. It's been a while. But anyway, it was my favorite thing to do in the game was to break the glass. And if you could break the glass while you were on fire with that smoking ball and you're like flipping from a half court and you go in and you dunk it and then the, the whole glass shatters and like the music stops and your player falls. It's so cool. Mm. And no. uh, anyway, just little things like that made this game so replayable. Yeah. And also the, I mean, the, I mean, the sound, the sound in the games, like there wasn't any music when you played, um, but there but like you had a, there was a little bit of commentating, and who do you know who commentated the game, Adam? Like I don't know, I don't know the person who did okay. it. Okay. No. Um, yeah, but there was a commentator in the game, and I'm sorry for not knowing, but uh, but yeah, anytime like he would say stuff, you're on fire, like from downtown, or like just like yeah, there's what, so many little. Okay, I've got a good, I've got a good story about this. Okay. So, Brennan can vouch. In high school, I was I was our bas- our basketball team's announcer. I did this for freshmen and JV, and I got to do like two of the girls' varsity games, which was pretty cool for me. Um, and then in college, I was a, a basketball and a baseball announcer. So anyway, this one time in high school, I'm I was a junior or senior, and I was doing a freshman girls' basketball game, and I was the announcer. And um, there was like nobody there. There was like I don't know eight people there, and the game was so lopsided. Like our squad was just killing. I don't even remember who they were playing, but we were up by like. I don't know, 30 points in the second half. So there's nobody there. I'm bored out of my mind. It's the end of the season. The game is uncompetitive. So just because I can and because I don't have a supervisor, I'm doing this just because I'm a student. Like, I, I decide to do the whole second half of the game in nothing but NBA jam slogans. <laughs> I swear. So, like, <laughs> I was yelling out, she's on fire, like, whenever anybody would make a shot. And I would yell, boom, Jack Lock, if, like, there was a hard foul or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, any, any way I could... Any way I could like work these these in, and I remember like we were killing them so bad, and like towards the end of the game, one of our girls like scored a bucket, and I put I said she puts the nail in the coffin, and I was doing an NBA Jam voice too, mind you, and one of the dads on the other team came down and said, you know these are just freshman girls, and I don't appreciate the she puts the nail in the coffin remark, and I was like what? And he was like yeah I don't like it. I'm like oh, dude I'm quoting I was like I'm quoting NBA Jam, and he's like what? <laughs> <laughs> he no idea, I, anyway, he, he left, but like, that's one of the things that I, I'm proud to say that I'm one of the people that I think I would make a good character in a TV show. Cause I do shit like that. And Brendan can vouch. I do the shit that other people talk about. I, I will be the NBA jam announcer for a fucking half at a high school that's, basketball game. That's awesome. And I don't know. I, little anecdotes like that. It makes, has made my life a little interesting i think that that's awesome i would uh you should have you should have done varsity games you would have been you know i would say you could have done a little bit better than uh, the guy who did it <laughs> oh my god i know oh, i hated that guy i hated that guy you remember mr brown was his sub yeah and when when that guy couldn't do it mr brown would have me help and those were the games that i got to do yeah so that's funny. so i got to, i only got to work with mr brown the other guy didn't want me around and he sucked yeah, I should have been the announcer. <laughs> um, Tim Kittrow was the in-game announcer for um, NBA Jam. For for that, for if that means anything to you, um, good on Tim. <laughs> um, and as I'm looking at you know NBA Jam's Wikipedia, the game did you know they did create games for 
you know, until like 2001. So they had some uh, different type of NBA Jam games that I never played. NBA Hang Time was one that apparently was like NBA Jam, and it was created by the same company who made it. Um, NBA Showtime um, and then NBA Hoops. Um, never played any of these games. Um, and then, but yeah, there is, yeah, NBA Jam, and apparently it was made throughout, uh, you know, the early 2000s, NBA Jam 99, NBA Jam 2000, never played these games. Um, so, so they have made several iterations of it because it's yeah. so popular. So, so it must keep selling. <laughs> well, they haven't made a, they haven't made one since NBA Jam on fire, which came out for PlayStation 3 and 360. And I do believe there's some sort of uh, uh, yeah, iPhone game that you can play right now. Um, but yeah. Um, there's, all, there's, all, there's all kinds of different kinds of games you can buy on every kind of console. And I'd be really surprised if there isn't some updated 2D version of this game for like 20 bucks that you can buy. You know what I mean? In the next mm-hmm. year or two, like it just—it just seems like there would be a lot of demand for that, and the price is right, and you wouldn't have to over-engineer it. You know? Absolutely, no. You, there's no, there's not. I mean, you, I. So we ask, we're asking a, a question in this: is should the game be rebooted, um, or have an HD remaster? And I think the game should be. I'm gonna go re. Go ahead. I'm gonna go reboot. I'm gonna yeah. go reboot. I would say. I would say remaster. I would say just make the game the same. I make the I mean make the game the same and uh, or I guess re- I don't really know. They're kind of the same. But like I would like to see you be able to play as teams from the original NBA Jam and then also play as characters from current NBA rosters. Like Well, I guess in my I guess in my mind the difference is if you reboot it you're you're doing a lot of the same you're just uh you're just updating it if you remaster it you are focusing heavily on the graphics you're trying to make it look like 2020 graphics in, in my opinion that's that's what remastering is and i, I could be off base but at no, least that's how i enter that's kind of how be, that, that's the examples i give like reboot is tomb raider yeah remaster is final fantasy 7 so like or want to talk about a sick remaster i just bought is um resident evil resident evil 2 on xbox one mm. it is awesome yeah and I've, i heard I, I heard resident evil 3 is in the same vein yeah i've heard really good things um yeah yeah i think they should yeah they should definitely make an updated game for for consoles that is you know with the current like i think nba's prime for that right now with you know the the amount of players that are in it that are you know so well known like i mean i think nba the players in it right now are just like the talent is unreal and so i think every team could be somewhat pretty you know fun to play as so um and if you gave it and if you gave it like a good like and like you know have a good really good commentating like more like more like in the style of madden like that would be you know pretty cool too like uh and then keep but just keep that like arcade feel like don't change that at all like you can't change that at all um but totally agree um so you were gonna quiz me on um reviews yeah all right, so um, kind of lay out lay out the game a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna do a little thing where we guess the average game review of NBA Jam, and we're gonna do it by console. Um, and I'm going off of NBA Jam, the 1993 video game, um, not the 
I, I have both of them here actually. Um, so let's um, let's do the Metacritic, which is a hundred percent, I believe. Do we have meta? So do I have do, meta- do I have a Metacritic? Be, if you go to Wiki, you should be. I mean, most games you can I, find the Metacritic. So I have the EGM score. I have, and then I have a Mega Score, which I'm guessing is like an aggregate site. I have no Metacritic. They have not. Well, all right. Well, just tell me what the max. Like, is this out of five? Is this out is, of ten? Uh, is so this out of hundred? Let's go. We'll go with the mega score, and that kind of takes all scores of the game. Um, and it is out of a hundred. It's a percentage. Um, okay. And this is for NBA GM on Super Nintendo, the original. Yep. This is well. It's for. Well, that's the thing. Is it's I. I don't know what the mega score is based off of. It's, it has a percentage. I don't know if it's a based off of all of them or if it's just based off of SNES um, or Genesis. Um, so we can, All right. we can, uh, I, let's, let's go with the EGM score. Cause that breaks it down by console and that's, that's out of, that's out of 10 and we can. Okay. So that's fine. That's fine. All right. So super Nintendo, I'm guessing out of 10 on NBA jam, the original. Yep. I mean, shit, if you're anything lower than like an 8.8, what the fuck is wrong with you? I think it's even more popular than that. I don't know that I've ever met anybody who didn't like this game. Like, even people that aren't NBA fans like this game. And how many sports franchises can say that, really? How many people that don't like football are playing Madden? Like, mm-hmm. I like football. I don't play Madden, really. Um, save what I told you earlier. <laughs> that was like the first time in forever. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with 9.1. I believe in NBA Jam. Ooh, you're like, that is like dead on. It got a nine, it got a nine out of 10 for SNES. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, all right. So pretty close. So let's now, now let's go with Genesis. Yeah. So I, my bias is going to be reflected here. I, I think the, the Genesis was never as good as super Nintendo. I don't, I think there was a couple of pretty cool games on the Genesis, like maybe like 10, but by and large, I think the super Nintendo had much better titles and it was much easier to play with because it had more buttons. I think the biggest problem with the second controller didn't have enough buttons. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the turbo button would be. I mean, you have ABC and that's it. Are you having to hold one of those buttons all the time? And, you know, with the super Nintendo, you hold the, the trigger buttons and it doesn't prohibit yeah. you from using anyway. Mm, so I'm going to, I'm definitely going to go lower than super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to go full point lower. I'm going to say eight out of 10. Ooh, close. It, it got a 7.6 out of 10. Um, okay. and I, and so I wanted to like, and so I saw this and I was like, I got to know like why the discrepancy, like how can a game, like I know that there's big differences between SNES and Genesis and there are certain games that are just so much better on SNES or so many games that are better on Genesis. Um, and I looked at, and I like, they gave a, re- a reasoning and apparently, um, the reviewer said the voices are fuzzy and the colors are a bit bland for the for the Genesis version. And that's what made it have such a lower score. And then on the, yeah, so I guess it's the definitive edition of NBA Jam. If you're playing on an emulator, you're going to want to go play the SNES version versus the Genesis version. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, I'll give you the, the scores for uh, NBA tournament edition real quick. Um, okay. And, okay. And oh, they're giving you—they're giving us the same scores. Um, I guess they didn't—they didn't break it down. Uh, they didn't—they didn't change the scores, or they maybe those were the term and edition scores. But yeah, there um, there yeah, there it is. The so <laughs> so pretty well reviewed. Super Nintendo is definitely better, and uh, 
if you guys haven't played this game, check it out. If you are loving our nostalgia trip that Brent and I are doing, you know, um, pick it up, play it, play it with your kids. See if, uh, see if your neighbor wants to come over and play it. Like this is an awesome game and it's still really fun to play. And I think it's really sad that a lot of people have forgotten how fun some of these older titles can be. Like there's a lot of snobby gamers out there and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that aren't old enough to experience it. I'll give them a pass, but there's a lot of snobby gamers that like won't play older graphics or older titles. Like, mm. And I, I, it's kind of what I said earlier about um, different kinds of games for different kinds of people. And that's that, like you mentioned mobile games, you know, there's RPGs, there's horde, like there's, there's virtual reality now, which I could talk about with you right now because i'm super into it Mm. but there's um i just think it's really short-sighted to say i don't like those types of games Mm. and i'm not saying that you can't like those types of games i'm just saying try them because they fulfill a different they scratch a different they itch a different scratch (laughs) um that's that's fair uh (laughs) i they there is this is a genre that i think I yeah, it was so much fun to play, and and now you were talking about like play it with your friends, you know, go back like you can find on emulators um, if you are savvy enough to figure that out. Um, there's I don't think there's a great way to play it. There's I, this game's never been re-released on any type of you know game store like a you know a lot like on a Nintendo Switch or anything like that yet. Is, is it on? Is it on your SNES Mini? It's not. It's yeah. You know, it's not on my SNES Mini. It, the 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 publisher did not own that. That those things always get into really weird things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just saw, and I don't know if it's, the price is worth the admission. But you know, this everyone's getting really crazy about those one one up arcade cabinets that everyone's buying. And oh yeah, yeah. And I have always contended that there is probably I would never buy a cabinet because I. I, those one-up cabinets because I think they're really not. I don't like practical. them impractical, and I don't want to spend five hundred dollars on on a game. But if they do have an NBA Jam one, and I I know what if if it, the price was right, I would buy one of those. That would be like the one cabinet I might buy for my house. Like that would be a really fun cabinet to have. Like that'd be an awesome cabinet. Quick aside on cabinets, like you can they've got these like you know. 7,000 games in one cabinets now. Like you, you get them and they, they've got a menu and you can play them. And I've played them in our, at like modern arcades and stuff. And mm-hmm. in the past, I agree with you. I would never have owned a cabinet. In fact, I had a great opportunity to buy the Simpsons cabinet arcade game, which is my all time favorite arcade game. Mm. When we lived in Spokane from the, remember there used to be like a, at the, at the, the basement level of the Northtown mall, there yeah. was like a, like an arcade. At, well, they were selling some, some one time and i i had the money i could have done it and i just at the end of the day i realized that i wasn't gonna stay in spokane forever i didn't want to be lugging around that fucking thing my whole life you know? right it's just a big awkward and how many times are you gonna play it you know you're yeah. gonna beat it when you first get it then you're gonna play it a couple times with your friends and it's gonna sit there but i do think if you are in your forever home like you probably are now mm. and you've got like a big ass man cave or or a nice like uh, finish garage i do think then it's it's time to talk about these things yeah for sure i mean i think if i could get like my hands on a real nba jam cabinet like an old school one like uh, you know like that would be that would be a cool piece to have um that 
but yeah, I think find a way to play it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, it's a good nostalgia trip to to do. Like I ha- I have it on my Xbox simulator, and I didn't pick it up to play it, but like now I kind of want to go do that. Um, and I, yeah. maybe I'll pull it out. Um, so yeah. Um, so we love NBA Jam. Yes, that's, we that's the theme we the do. Show. It's a it's a good nostalgia trip, and you know, in this time where we don't have much to do, and no, there is no NBA even to watch right now. Like it, it's a good. It would be a good relief from everything that's going on in our lives. Um, so, Definitely. so yeah, do that. Um, and it, and if you guys liked our show today, I'd like to mention that you can help us out by giving us those sick five star reviews on iTunes, which we are really uh, collecting at this point. So <laughs> you guys can be awesome Super Nineties Brothers fans by giving us those. The more we get, the more we pop up in people's search parameters, which is good for us, good for our brand. Maybe we'll get a few sponsors. Who the hell knows? Could be down the road. Brennan says our listens are doing really well. So you guys are, are keeping hope alive and we love you for that. And uh, share the show with your friends. If you like NBA Jam, we hope you like this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as always, you can email the show at Super 90s Brothers, all spelled out at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any ideas for new shows, um, send us your emails there. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get your idea on the show. We've done it before. So um, we have. It is June. It's the first week in June. We're going to get this show up on Thursday. It's, la- it's the last week in June. Last week in June. Did I say first week in June? You um, did. You did. But next week is the first week of July. And we're going to be bringing a really classic july 4th movie for for next week and so stay tuned for that um you're not going to want to miss it so thank you guys again i'll give you a hint it's a summer blockbuster that should change should have changed your life (laughs) absolutely so uh until then uh we'll see you next time all right for brennan pointer i am adam j pitzler this has been another boom shakalakan episode of super 90s brothers nba jam style you guys stay safe wear your mask if you're around other people Yes, wear your mask. All right, bye, guys. Peace.